Brady, what are you doing? Did you just erase Windows? Ah, Dad, don't worry. Windows is still there, but I'm installing Linux as well. We can do a boot it if we have to. Well, I guess it's okay, but you kids will never learn. You know, Linux might be okay for Internet and email, but you certainly can't use it in the ham shack. Boy, that shows how much you know. There are tons of free Linux programs for hands. Everything from logging to rig control, satellite prediction software, APRS, digital mode clients, packet radio, and the list goes on. We can even use it to record low SWR. Really? But I'll bet the programs are hard to find, and you probably have to go to a million different websites and download the code and then compile and build it. I remember I had to do this a long time ago, and then you hope and pray that it doesn't break everything, right? Oh, no, no, no. There are package repositories that contain all of the ready-to-install-and-run programs and also a package manager that makes finding and installing the software you want quick and easy. I'll bet even you could do it. Hmm. It sounds pretty good. But where'd you hear about all this? Well, Dad, there's this really great podcast called Linux in the Hamshack with Richard, KD5JDV, and Russ, K5TUX. I think it's going to start soon. Come on and let's listen in. And we're back. Hey, uh, let me tell you, this two-week thing is quite refreshing. We can get a lot done, and I am glad to see y'all all back with us this time. This is Linux in the Ham Shack, uh, your one-stop shop for, um, I have no idea. But that's okay, because I am I am uh, uh, simply a, a cog in the, this machine, and I want to introduce you to our host, Rust, Cape5TUX. Say hello, Russ. Howdy, everybody. I guess I'm the other cog in this machine. Wow, what happened there? I think a ghost just moved my camera. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I guess we're off to a good start. Yeah, well, it's like probably one of those dead luds. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, I'm only about 30% awake, so this episode is going to be mostly Richard. So everybody stand by for that. Oh, yeah. Get your Richard filters out. Well, that's okay, because I've been doing stuff. Well, good. I'm glad you've been doing stuff. I, I plan to jump in here, at least at the beginning. I've got some announcements and stuff like that, and we've got a bunch of feedback to get to. But we are fresh back from Dayton when this thing comes out, and we'll probably have some other content that I'm going to throw in at the end or whatever. But we've got some things to talk about since we're recording before Dayton happens, and we've got some interesting topics or an interesting topic for tonight's podcast, not counting whatever happens at Dayton. So I guess we'll let Richard go ahead and start things off with whatever you're going to start things off with. Now, see, he just said he didn't have nothing. Now he says he's got an interesting topic. So I don't know where he's coming from on this or anything else, but we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. 
We'll give it a shot. I'm so, assuming you've got something. Oh, man. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I'm Richard, KB5JBV, and, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to start to show a little bit different every once in a while, keep you guys awake. Uh, first of all, I'm going to cut loose with this. I'm going to give Russ a chance to, to get some antifreeze down before we get going too good. And uh, uh, where was I? Uh, I'm sorry. I keep having visions of kilts and keep smelling Irish spring. I'm not sure what's going on. Let's start off with this. Okay, folks, we told y'all to keep listening, or I told y'all to keep listening, paying attention over here, watching over on the LHS website. You don't have to do that anymore. Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast, is back in business. We failed. We failed for six months. We were out of business. There for a while, it was looking like it was never going to happen again. But at the present time, we are back in production. Lennox and the Ham Shack, me and Bill, and Russ even behind the scenes, even though he won't admit it to anybody because he's ashamed to be associated with the show we are back in business y'all go on over to rfpodcast.info take a look around uh get yourself hooked up on the new feed we're currently having an issue with the itunes feed of course it is itunes uh i will do what i can to get that taken care of get it straightened away we will be posting updates over there and you will find that the site is it is different but it's not that much different we had some issue holy mackerel what was that apparently i've got ghosts over here too um that sounded like a ufo yeah it did kind of maybe Klaatu's on the way i just i hope it's Klaatu because gort smells bad anyway um where were we Go on over, check it out. Like I said, some of the stuff didn't make the transfer. There were some issues moving the databases and everything else. We're uh, currently getting it under control and taken care of. Uh, In fact, the first new episode of Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast, was issued on Monday evening, last night, as of the day we're recording. So uh, y'all go over and grab it and give it a listen. We're going to try something a little different. Thank you, Dave Yates. All right, uh, so what have you got over on that side? All right, well, let's do this real quick. I want everybody to help us out with the podcast over here by checking out cafepress.com, stroke LHS podcast, and printfection.com, stroke LHS. That's where you can find Linux in the Hamshack merchandise. Every little bit that you buy gives you a cool piece of clothing to wear or a stein to drink out of or a wall clock to tell time by, and we get a little bit of help with our hosting provider. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So what else you got? But we got all kinds of stuff for the Linux in Hamshack Entrepreneur. Go on over there, check it out. Uh, Beer mugs, I forgot. K8PZ purchased a beer mug right before the show started. I forgot about that. We have beer mugs and beer steins and naked women and kilts and, and hockey masks. And we even have signs that say, I am, what is it? Linux in a ham shack istic. Yeah. Linux in a ham shack istic. Okay. So, um, where were we? We were, we were plugging merchandise, but now you're going on to something else. Oh, do I have something else? I don't know, do you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Here's some. Uh, we would like the listeners to help us out with something. I haven't really discussed this with Russ. I kind of made a mention of it in an email. But we're looking to put a program together on the use of ORCA. ORCA, for those of you who don't know, is a um, uh, 
text-to-speech program. It kind of uh, takes the text on your screen and uh, puts it out as speech through the speaker. It's particularly useful for uh, sight-impaired folks and stuff. And I've heard a couple of different places where there were amateur radio operators, uh, blind amateur radio operators that were looking for... Uh, some assistance on the Linux side, getting this kind of thing going. So if you know anybody who is sight-impaired, you're sight-impaired yourself, you're using Orca or one of the text-to-speech programs under Linux, please get in touch with us, send us some email, and um, uh, we'll try and incorporate your input into the program when we do get to it. We're going to need more help uh, with this and some of the other stuff simply because uh, Russ and I are both partially sighted, so we've never actually had to use Orca or one of the others. So uh, we'd like to kind of bring it from the perspective of some of the folks that uh, do actually need to use it. So what do you think about that, Russ? It definitely sounds good to me because I've played around with some of the assistive technologies, including Orca myself, but since I can actually see things, it doesn't really work out for me. I would definitely like to get the perspective of a someone with limited sight or someone who's completely blind. It, w- it would really help to get the experience across so pass the word tell 200 your closest friends blog about it write about it talk about it in the forums talk about it in the chat rooms um sing it whistle it snap it pop it uh mark it with a b and make it yours so what have you got what else you got over on that side russ well i'm going to try and keep the announcements down to uh, only a couple of minutes so we can get on to the meat of the program here um, I just want to mention again the IRC channel. We're over at irc.freenode.net. Channel is Pound LHS Podcast. We get new people in there just about every day, so come by and hang out. Uh, on the website, you can click a couple of live streaming feeds. There's one that has all of the music and some other stuff that hasn't been played on the podcast yet. And there's another one that just has some early episodes of Linux in the Ham Shack and some outtakes and things like that, and they all play 24-7. So if you've got any kind of a streaming media player like VLC or Totem or XMMS or anything like that, go over there and check those out. I got confirmation that I'm going to be speaking at 2 p.m. on Saturday at the Southeast Linux Fest. I am working on my presentation. I'm not sure completely how it's going to go yet, but I will get more information on that as I figure things out. And last but not least, uh, I'm going to be starting up a mailing list, and I will be letting. It's going to be for show information only. It'll be very low bandwidth, but I would like to get as many people signed up on it as possible. And there will be information on that on the website and in future episodes where you can sign up to get on the Linux in the Hamshack mailing list. And I think that's all I have for announcements. Linux in the Hamshack mailing list. Y'all get on the Linux in the Hamshack mailing list. We will be mailing you nude photos of Peter64. We will be sending you all kinds of stuff. So, y'all jump on that and... uh, The opinions expressed by Richard Belly do not necessarily reflect those of Linux in the Hamshack or any kind of reality. Just send us money because we have a new store over at Print Faction. You go on over there, check out the shirts, the t-shirts, the socks, the, uh, what was it they told me to take off of my site? Oh yeah, the thongs. Take the thong, go over and purchase yourself a Linux in the Hamshack thong. Don't expect me or Russ to wear it because we both wear kilts. 
I actually tell you the truth, I'm more concerned that he's streaming my outtakes. But that's okay, as long as they have a disclaimer on the front of them. Okay, well, that's pretty much all I have for announcements. Uh, You got anything else, Russ? Well, I guess we should point out the fact that only the edited feed of the podcast is family-friendly and marked clean on iTunes. Anything else, live streaming audio, live streaming video, Ustream, you know, if it's not the edited final product, your mileage may vary, and don't expect censorship of any kind. Don't play it around your mother-in-law. Exactly. And y'all go around and listen to some of the other Linux programs because we got a new promo out there, and it's like the truck race, the the um, truck tractor pulls and stuff this weekend. Be there, be there, be there. I mean, it's very cool. Y'all, y'all go listen to it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Yes, I was. I finally found the feed for working in open and was li- and heard it the other night. And uh, we need to find get a hold of that guy and ham him up, ham him up. Uh, in fact, if you're listening to this, when and if and after it comes out, uh, get in contact with us because we, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. I think you're just in uh, Collin County, and there's a couple good clubs over there where you can get hooked up with some classes. All right. With that, I don't have anything else. If Russ doesn't have anything else, we probably need to play some music before we get too excited. Yeah, I'll throw something on. Try and keep us cool, calm, collected. Although I don't think I've ever had that kind of music before. But anyway, we'll be back on the other side with some interesting stuff. Stay tuned. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Well, music is his mistress. She goes to him at night. When things aren't well between us, she makes everything all right. Music is his mistress, she gives him what he needs Never judging, always there, fulfilling all his dreams But I, I wanna to Yes, I, I wanna to Oh She makes him feel whole Creative, inspired, and full of life With her is so much more Music is his mistress She he comes second to none When the world seems all stressed out She lets him come undone But I wanted to Yes, I
for the 2010 Southeast Linux Fest as we once again celebrate Linux and open source software in the GNU slash South. Due to the overwhelming response last year, this year's event will be bigger, better, and longer. Self 2010 will take place Friday, June 11th through Sunday, June 13th at the Spartanburg Marriott at Renaissance Park in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Be there for UbuCon, Fedora Activity Day, BSDA Certification, Drupal Camp, multiple parties featuring Dual Core as well as the guys from Mystery Science Theater 3000 as Rift Tracks, and an even more expansive group of superb speakers, sponsors, and exhibitors. Self is free to attend, but hurry and register today to lock in the special discount room rate at the hotel. Register today at southeastlinuxfest.org. Let me tell you, Russ sure can pick up music. He sure enough can pick it. I don't even know what it is. And see, that's the deal. See, this is the illusion of radio or pre-recorded programs because I haven't even heard the music. But I can guarantee it was probably pretty good because Russ, for the most part, except that doggone Cle- Credence Clearwater he plays every once in a while, uh, is pretty doggone. Oh, yes. And everybody wang chung tonight. Okay, for a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to kick back and we're going to talk. Uh, holy mackerel, there's stuff going off all over the places over here. That's okay. They can... I will answer it later. It's on the other side of the room. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk a few minutes about uh, something that's been going on with me. And uh, what what we're going to do for a few minutes, because we're going to go ahead and do some Dayton stuff on this show also, some recordings from Dayton, is I'm going to discuss uh, what's been going on as far as mobile operations for me. I found myself in a position recently that uh, I've had to take some other employment than what I had before which allows me to have plenty of time to pursue things that don't distract me from uh, from what I'm doing too much. However, it gives me a lot of freedom to work on stuff and do things and, like, check out QSD and all this other stuff. 
So uh, I decided two weeks ago to start on installing an HF rig in the truck. Since I have three or four HF rigs laying around the house here that just don't really get any use, this really wasn't much of an issue. But uh, I got out there, and I just, well, let's back up. When we went to Belton a few months back, I purchased some uh, number 10 uh, red and black zip cord, some uh, what I thought were Anderson power pole connectors, and TS-50 uh, mobile radio. And two weeks ago, I decided to go ahead and do this install because I had the time to do it by myself, not a lot of distractions. All I had to do was stop, stop every hour or so and go check things out and then come on back. So um, I got out there and got to work on it. Well, the benefit of having been a ham for 20 years is that I have some stuff laying around. Uh, a couple of HF rigs that aren't, aren't doing anything. A few parts here, a few parts there. handful of uh, mobile antennas. And it just so happens that uh, every vehicle that my father ever gets around, he has to stick, try and stick a 3 8 inch uh, antenna mount on. So I got out there and I went ahead and pulled the wire, started at the battery. Uh, for those of you who have never done a mobile install before, you always want to hook up to the battery. First and foremost, it always gives you maximum power down your, uh, down your wire to your radio. Number two, the battery, because of the way it's constructed, actually acts a little bit like a filter, a noise suppressor, uh, to keep you from getting alternator wine, things like that. There are some cases where you can't avoid that. However, uh, in most cases, if you hook directly to the battery, you're in good shape. It also offers a limited amount of surge prote- protection on your uh, inbound and outbound leads. Uh, simply because, once again, the battery is there. And one of the reasons it kind of acts like a filter is because it's kind of built like a capacitor. So I went ahead and hooked up to the positive and negative leads of the battery. Ran the, ran the wire down through there, and the vehicle that I'm talking about is a 1996 Ford F-150 pickup. Now, and when you look around on cars, vans, pickups, you'll find that there are rubber grommets. There are places in the in the uh, in the passenger compartment where a hole has been punched in there to run stuff through steering column, uh, accelerator cable, wiring harness stuff. Well, you can either take these grommets, extend them out and feed your wires through there. Or you can take a drill, go down to the home Depot or the Lowe's buy yourself some, uh, some uh, grommets to go in these holes once you drill them out because you don't want to leave a bare piece of metal with jagged edges hanging out because you'll end up stripping the wire and grinding it. But there are uh, these channels, these ways to get the wire from the engine compartment into the passenger compartment. So I went ahead and ran it through where my father had already poked a grommet out, which is where the uh, power lead for the VHF radio is hooked up at this time. Got it inside, sat down, proceeded to put the power poles on. Warning. Warning for all of you going to ham fests. You folks in the live audience. Warning for Dayton. If you decide to purchase anything that looks like an Anderson power pole connector, open it up and look at the actual connectors. Because down at Belton, I purchased some and didn't take a good look at it. When I went to use them that night... I opened them up, out came the housings, looked good to me, uh, pulled the connectors out, 
And I was like, what are these? Because they're designed in a similar fashion to the Anderson connect, the uh, actual crimp-on connectors for the Anderson power poles. However, they're not, and they're not real great. And once you get them put together, they don't make good contact. So uh, I got hosed for 3 or $4, whatever it was. Lesson well learned at a very inexpensive price. So I went back to the toolbox and got out the actual Anderson power pole connectors, took them, sat down, put them uh, put them on the uh, power lead, uh, attached them to the uh, power cord that went to the HF rig, and uh, over to the truck I went, plugged it in, uh, turned the thing on, worked like a champ. And there's an issue with that that uh, a little further down the road. If we don't get to it this time, we'll talk about it a little bit, maybe next time or the time after. However, I get it hooked up, works like a champ. So now it's time for an antenna. Well, a few days before this, I had gone over to my father's house and uh, took some of the antennas, hooked them up to the antenna analyzer to make sure that they work, put them in the back of the truck. So I get out there, I make sure that the cable's good from the uh, uh, already pre-installed <laughs> antenna mirror mount or mirror antenna mount that my father had bolted to the side of the bed of the truck and uh, screwed it in plugged it into the back of the radio and oh my goodness there they were the 3905 century club early net and I sat there and listened to them for a while went and put the 20 meter antenna on uh, spun around there and listened to some folks and oh my goodness, everything was wonderful. Well, now, unfortunately, this TS50 doesn't have a tuner on it. And any type of mobile antenna you would buy at Hamfest, uh, these workman, workhorse, uh, antennas, that kind of stuff, they're not very broad-banded on 40 and 75 meters. I went ahead and, uh, strapped my old Dentron, uh, tuner to the top to try and tune it out. Well, when I went to try and key the TS50, Unfortunately, it didn't seem to be transmitting. I couldn't get any power out of it. It was uh, probably something wrong with the jumper, the tuner, could have been the radio, don't know what. Fortunately, one of the other radios I have laying around here is a Kenwood TS440S, which is a pretty big radio to be running mobile. However, you use what you got. And I had it with me that night just in case of such an emergency. So I plugged it in, hooked the cable up, hooked the antenna up, and uh, hit the tuner, and boom, off it went. Now, one of the things I want to let you all know is we've kind of run through this. It could have been a little slower, and uh, we might, we will go back and uh, go over it a little bit more. But uh, as we stand right now, the uh, first weekend I was actually testing, making sure I could hear uh, one of the issues out there is it's like right at the intersection of three different sets of high-tension power lines. So I had to move around and see where it was that I could get the best reception and uh, all this kind of stuff. The following weekend was going to be the weekend for actual on-the-air testing, getting on there and talking to people and checking it out. Unfortunately, I've had an issue with my truck. It's not like the thing's out of condition, out of commission. I just have to get in there and figure out why the gas gauge quit working. But this, uh, last weekend, I was not able to take it out there and test it. So I will keep y'all posted on this. Uh, do I have any questions from anybody in the chat room on anything I've said so far? Or, uh, Russ, are you still awake? Would you like to ask any questions? 
I am still awake, and no, I don't have any questions. Uh, I haven't done a mobile HF install yet. That's one of the things I'd like to do. I'm really never... I'm, I'm in the vehicle a lot, but I spend almost all of my time listening to podcasts, so I occasionally get on some of the VHF bands, but mobile, mobile HF operation is not something I've really even contemplated. Well, the interesting thing about it is this uh, new, clo- new location I find myself at, I have 20 hours... 20 plus, a little bit over 20 hours every week to be able to listen to podcasts and do this other stuff. So uh, one of the things I used to do in similar situations was sit in the car and talk on the radio. Um, I worked uh, some pretty good 10-meter contacts out of the car one time. Anyway, uh, so has anybody in the uh, chat room got any questions? Most of these guys seem to be fairly veteran, so... uh, What's, really the, don't what's that big HF rig that they put in the bed of pickups? The ones that fold down is like the the Scorpion or something like that? I don't know. HF rig. HF antenna. If I said oh. rig, I meant antenna. I don't know. Down here, most everybody runs bug catchers, screwdrivers, and uh, then the uh, well, there's a lot of them like myself that run a combination of the Workman workhorse antennas, which are kind of like the ham sticks and hustler resonators actually when we get this uh, project a little further along i'm gonna go down there and find one of those little plates that you put on top of the hustler mast and uh, attach three resonators to it so i don't have to keep jumping out and changing uh, changing antennas i know this is i'm trying to find this the scorpion antenna it's the coolest looking thing i've ever seen we have a fan of ubuntu 10.04 I'll have us a review on that the next time. I've actually got it on the machine over here now and just haven't had a chance to take much of a look at it. Uh, currently, my opinion on Ubuntu 10.04, which is going to be hard, hard for him to pull this out of the middle of the podcast, is that, um, yep, it appears to be the, the gayest Ubuntu ever, and it makes me feel very special. Have you listened to the latest uh, Fresh Ubuntu, which I finally got on? No, I, for some reason I've got the wrong feed or something, and it's sh- it's shown as a dead feed. I've got to go back and redo it. Well, you should listen to it. It's probably the best fresh Ubuntu ever, or uh, if I do say so myself, and I oh, do they, say so myself. Oh, they had you on again, did they? Yeah, but this was like a, a whole episode, and we we've actually got two or three episodes done. <laughs> did you actually get to talk to Harlem this time? <laughs> I did get to talk to Harlem, and we actually had Steve from the Hacked podcast as well, so you know how that went. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to go fix that feed. All right, so does anybody in the the chat room have any questions before we... uh, Scorpionantennas.com. Yeah, and by the way, I found the the one I was looking at. If If I ever get a mobile HF rig, the antenna I want is the Scorpion Black Widow. And you can find that at scorpionantennas.com stroke antennas. It is probably the coolest looking HF mobile antenna I've ever seen. Clickety clack. Yeah, as everybody goes to the website, type, 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 I, type, type, type. <laughs> I, I probably spelt it wrong. Good God, where do you find their stuff? Stroke antennas. It it's just work. below the Scorpion Classic. A N T E N N A S. It does not work www.scorpionantennas.com stroke antennas we're doing a beef jerky commercial <laughs> beef jerking richard around oh i see that that's a that's that's a screwdriver they changed it a little bit and it's a screwdriver 
Yeah, do you see the Black Widow finished one and the pictures of it in the truck bed? They've they've got it on a tool a toolbox of that's covered in diamond plate, but it's still okay. I see one mounted to the side of a toolbox. Yeah, there's a silver one, which is the standard, and then the black widow, which is all black. When I get an HF antenna, that's the one I want. It's got a big old husky coil on it, and it yeah. has a it has a power extender too. You don't have to you don't have to extend it; it extends itself. Got I know a guy over here when he he was one of the first guys to get an antenna like that over here. He was getting tired of having to uh, key up the radio and adjust the antenna and key up the radio and try and get it where it needed to be to get everything right. And I'm like, Benny, go get some colored vinyl tape and mark where the bands are. <laughs> he went and did that, and now he can look out his uh, look out his mirror in the on the driver's side and. Uh, Right. And move it, move it where he needs it. Okay. We'd like to welcome K5AVJ, who is running a Linux, Linux Mint. We should have known because the chat room has taken on a fresh minty flavor in the last few minutes. Welcome, welcome, K5AVJ. And also, did we welcome VE2XBL? Um, I don't know. Well, it's welcome VE2XPL, who is an Ubuntu 10.04 user. I know we've mentioned that. I don't know if we mentioned who who did it. Oh, look, there he is. And I run Linux Mint on a P43 gig. God, I hope so. Yeah, you can run anything on a P43 gig. <laughs> anything Linux, anyway. Yeah, and I need some of you computer gurus to help me out at the end when we quit in it when we get finished playing around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough for mobile mobile operation right now. We'll 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 get back to it when we get a chance, y'all. Uh, actually, I'm kind of working on some ideas for some CW stuff too, but we'll talk about that when we get to feedback. Making up drugs just to sell on TV On and on You try to sing along with our songs But the words are wrong On and on What's going on? Hey, I'm missing Did you get that picture? We don't want your fiction What you got going on? Hey, I'm missing Did you get my Trying to say today Well the people here Just give away The secrets that you whisper about Well it's too late Somebody let it all out And I believe None of your sympathy It's compromised You say you got a blind eye Well that won't ever cry Finally listen, we don't want your vision What you got going on? 
Okay, and it's time for feedback. Since you got all your feedback up and I'm calling on you and you're ready to go and you, you're excited and motivated and everything else, what do you got over there? Yes, I'm ready to go. I'll start with the first one I got. And let's see how fast I can talk. Da-da-da-da-da. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, this one is from our biggest fan, Gary, K-E-2-Y-K. And uh, we probably should stop reading his feedback because I'm sure he's getting a very, very large ego at this point. But this is one of the shortest ones, so I guess we'll go for it. It says, hey, Russ, in reference to some of the discussion which took place in episode number 31, apologies, I just listened to it, I don't know if you've experienced this form of ebook, but its closest media I have discovered that bridges the gap between paper copy and the e-format of the Kindle. And he gives a link here, which is www.radioshackcatalogs.com stroke catalogs stroke 1939. da 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 My fiancé received a Kindle 2 at Christmas, and she is on her eighth book. In my opinion, for a non-power user, it's a good quality product. For power users like us, who have been exposed to a great deal of technology, I'd agree the navigation scores is crude, and it's not nearly the same as digging into the traditional O'Reilly book. Best regards, Gary, Kilo Echo 2, Yankee Kilo, and a big hey to Richard 2. That's actually in the email. Mmm, a big hey to Richard 2. Well, thank you, Gary, and uh, I have no idea what Russ just said, because I was doing something. <laughs> Let me go ahead and throw my bit in, and Russ can, can respond in kind. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all, go. 
I wanted to talk a minute about uh, about uh, Gary's website because he he does uh, communicate with us a lot. He comes in, joins us, and everything else. Y'all go over and check out his website, which is k two y k at dot wordpress dot com, and it's k two y k's random oscillations. Uh, the only reason I wanted to bring this up again is there is a boatload of fantastic Linux related amateur radio stuff over at his blog site. Y'all go check it out. In fact, the only problem I found with it is that there's a link that says Linux in the shack and the link points to resonant frequency. It does not point to, uh, Linux in the ham shack. So, uh, Gary, if you could like fix that, uh, add a couple of, make a couple of entries for the right places and that kind of stuff and everything be good. So, uh, what do you think, Russ? That sounds good. Everybody should check out Gary's blog and let me just do a quick address of his email here. I don't want to go back into ebook readers. We've done this over and over and over again. And that is a few episodes back. But this thing is a website, that link that he gave us is a website that mimics a book, a Radio Shack catalog from 1939. And he says that kind of thing bridges the gap between paper books and electronic books. And it kind of does. It's, it is like reading a book. You, you can, like, turn the pages and stuff like that using JavaScript. And it, it kind of looks like a book, but it's also very slow on my computer, so... Maybe it does bridge the gap, but it definitely is not an e-reader kind of thing, because I don't know how that would work on a mobile device. So I guess for now we'll have to deal with the Nooks and the Sony e-readers and the Kindles and the what-have-yous. But anyway, enough about e-books. Well, the truth, of, the truth of the matter on my end of it is also I cannot sit at the computer and read a book. And in fact, to this very day, software uh, uh, documentation and stuff, if it's not just like a thousand pages i normally print it off and go sit down in the end of the house and read it however uh something like that probably is uh the direction we're going we're still uh, we're still finding new ways to do stuff y'all so uh give it a little time i'm not a big fan of kindle either all righty so um the next one we got is from andreas uh OE4DNS. Okay, Andy. Uh, and Andy writes, Hi, LHS guys. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Wait, we need to do that right. Come on. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. Anyway, um, you, you know we love you, Larry, if you're listening. Okay, so <laughs> my name is Andy. Call sign is OE4DNS. I am a rather new ham. Took the test last January and got my license in early February of this year. Having been generally interested in ham radio and being an avid Linux user, I found your podcast last summer, went back listening to all the past episodes and kept listening since. I am a member of MetaLab, an awesome hackerspace in Vienna, Austria. And he gives the uh, link for that. We'll give that to Bill when we get a chance. It's mostly in German. Last autumn, we got the offer to uh, have a course there, preparing all the interested parties for the CEPT-1 license test. I immediately joined, as as did quite a few other guys and gals. Of course, being in a hackerspace, there are a lot of technology-minded people around, and there is a pretty neat intersection of interest between hackers and ham radio enthusiasts. But now to the actual reason for my writing. Last episode, show 37, you had a question from KJ4UHI 
regarding uh, learning Morse code on Linux and what software to use. I am currently in exactly the same position. After taking the uh, license test in January, some of us quickly decided to learn more about the oldest digital mode and prepare for the new voluntary CW test. What I found and used to learn is no dedicated software, but an exceptionally good website. The website is http colon stroke stroke lcwo dot net. LCWO stands for Learn CW Online. And the site is provided by a German ham. Call sign DJ1YFK. Boy, there's a lot of information in this one. Uh, this is just great. It, it does everything all CW Trainer software does that I have seen for other operating systems. It is available for more than 20 languages and much more. The only drawback might be that you have to be online to use it. But you can also export everything to MP3 and listen to it on your phone, player, whatever you use. Just have a look at it and enjoy. The only thing you still have to do for yourself is sitting down and practicing every single day, every day. Capitalize. Oh, and if you're interested in what a hackerspace actually is and why these are really, really cool, Find one in your area at http colon stroke stroke hackerspaces dot org. Best wishes seventy three D E O E S O E four D N S Andy. All right, thank you, Andy. Oh, there's so much stuff in there. So much stuff in there. We're getting more and more I'm hearing more and more people talking about let's learn CW, let's learn CW. You know, uh we thought for a while that CW might die out. Uh, government, some places in the government, they quit using it and everything else. And I'm happy to see that now that it's not required, people are actually wanting to do it. And the popularity of it is, is starting to gain. And we will be pointing people over that direction. Now, I got a few more things to say about this, but I better let Russ say something because he's getting antsy. <laughs> the only thing I want to say about it is, uh, thanks for the link and everything, the lcwo.net for learning, uh, CW online. And I wanted to mention that we've talked about Delta Juliet One Yankee Fox Tranquilo before, because uh, he is also the author of YFK Log. And when we were talking about logging software a while back, we mentioned DJ One YFK because he wrote that as well. So obviously he's a very technically oriented ham, and he has a lot of good resources, whether they be logging software or learning CW websites. So thank you, DJ1YFK, for all your hard work, and thank you, Andy, for letting us know about the website. And, you know, uh, interestingly enough, thank you, Andy, for bringing up KJ5UHI because we had a uh, uh, we had a few emails back and forth with Danny uh, while we read an email last time around about, from him, and uh, he was wanting to uh, find out about computer systems and that kind of stuff and learning CW and everything else. And I've heard it brought up on more than one show lately, uh, people wanting information on learning Morse code and that kind of stuff. And uh, I'll be talking about it uh, somewhere, either here or the other place, something within the next few weeks. But uh, let me tell you right now, uh, your best, best possible way of learning is immersion. 
However, a lot of times that, that won't work. Your next best way is to find your local club, find some people that want to help you, and they ought to be able to point you in the right direction. Okay, so we got those out of the way. Let me go over here a second see what's going on. In the chat room, V2XPL made a comment about the LWCO or LCWO.net website. He says, it's very useful, it's very interactive, and it motivates you to come back. It tracks your progress, and he recommends it as a tool. So there you go. We've got the, we've got another endorsement going on. You can't hardly beat them endorsements. You know, I learned it. I learned CW the hard way, y'all. I spent a month, two months, however long it was, sitting in my car with headphones on and a tape, cassette tape player on, hooked to my side, writing in a spiral notebook and spelling words as I went driving down the road, spelling the street signs to myself and everything else. People thought I was crazy. But when I finally did it, I missed one letter on the five word, word a minute code, code test. So, uh, all you gotta do is get on it and, and get her done. Oh my God. I just perpetuated a stereotype. I did it the really hard way. I got an HF receiver and listened to it until I knew it. Immersion. Yep. Well, there you go. Okay. I got one more from a guy in Canada over here. What you got? One more from a guy in Canada over there. Well, which one is that? Uh, this would be from Bruce. V2GZI. Well, came in, it came in this evening right before the show. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to do the one from Tom that came in as a comment since that's probably going to go by pretty quick? Well, it may not go out by too quick. <laughs> your call. It's your show. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll read his comment and then I'll read my comment and then you can comment because apparently you want to. Okie dokie. Okay, this comment is from Tom, and he says, First time listener to the podcast. I'm 18 minutes in, and all you seem to be talking about is selling stuff and plugging events. Not really very engaging for the first time listener. And that was his comment. My reply to his comment was, Thank you for your comment. If you're just jumping in at episode number 37, we are in a transitional period. We've been moving our feed around, updating our website, putting out first time promotional items, etc. We knew this wasn't the best of our efforts, which is why the episode is titled, ironically, Best Episode Ever. In the future, we will try and keep self-promotion to a minimum or move it around the podcast so it's more palatable to early adopters. Hope you keep listening and commenting. We really do appreciate it. So that was my reply to the uh, to the comment, and now we get to hear Richards. Everybody, filters on. No, no filters. You don't need the filters. I am the first to tell you that I am a shameless self-promoter. I I wouldn't do something if I didn't believe in it, so I I promote it. I wouldn't talk about stuff if I didn't think it was a good idea. And here's the whole point. Uh, What was this guy's name? Tom. Tom. Tom, if you're listening, between you and me. Some of our listeners have decided that instead of reading feedback where there are useful questions that we can respond to and try and give information to the people who are actually listening to the show, as in, uh, say, your case, uh, a new listener, someone who's fairly new to Linux and or ham radio, uh, our listeners have decided that we needed to move the feedback to the back of the show so that uh, you have to listen to whatever we've got going on for almost an hour before we even get there. So uh, I appreciate your comment, and I just want you to know that we are under under the pressure of those people 
whom listen to our show. Uh, otherwise, we would have, in the beginning, we had all the feedback at the beginning of the show, and it went quite well. And we solved a lot of problems and helped a lot of folks out. So, thank you for commenting, and uh, we will do our best to try and do better. But since we are, are on the subject, everybody within the sound of my voice, please remember that we have T-shirts, hoodies, beer mugs, all kinds of good stuff over at the Printfection store. We now have Linux in the Hamshack ball caps over at Cafe Press. Cafe Press. And I'm sure it's Cafe Press stroke LHS or something very similar. Russ will give you the information at the end of the show. Look at him. His eyes are glazing over. And <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, thank you for your comments. Okay. So what do we have next? Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the guy from Canada, Bruce. All right, go for it. Uh, what was it? Oh, just wanted to drop you a line and say thanks for the great podcast. Love the sense of humor you, you guys have, and I look forward to tracking you down at Dayton. Well, it's going to be a little bit harder. And maybe buying you a beer. Russell drank mine for me. Don't read this this bit on the podcast. We'll bring some <laughs> along for the ride and maybe leave you to dispose of them. Oh, wait a minute. I wasn't supposed to read that part on the podcast. Looking forward to meeting you at Dayton. 73's Bruce V2GZI. Well, thank you, Bruce. And uh, there have been some issues down here, but Russ will be there with bells on, or at least with Linux and Ham Shack goodies on. What do you think about that one, Russ? Sounds good to me, and he can bring all the things that we weren't supposed to mention that he wants. <laughs> and there you go. Russ will fold one in half and put it in an envelope and send it to me. That, that's right. We'll make sure Richard gets his. Yeah, there's too many people out there trying to make sure Richard gets his. <laughs> so you got anything else, Russ? Ah, I've got some other stuff, sure. This one is from Albert, and it's another comment from the website, and it says, Can you let the administrator of the LinuxLink.net know of your new URLs and feeds? Thanks. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. And the answer is, yes, we certainly will, because they're pointing to the old site, and we'll make sure they start pointing to the new site. So... Overdone, Roger Wilco, on to the next. I've only got one more. I don't got none. I'm sitting here in my kilt with the fan going. <laughs> Woo. Hang on, i got to put my blinders on. It's exciting. You get a gust up under that thing and we're all going to die. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing is, I was watching a show on the History Channel about the nuclear bomb test down in New Mexico, and I'm kind of getting that same feeling. It blew their kilts up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Woo! Okay, this one's actually kind of a long one, so I'm going to read it as fast as I can and still make sense. Okay, there you go. Done. Backmasked it. We're all set. Okay, this one is from Daryl. Victor Kilo 5, Hotel Zulu. And that would be an Aussie call. So you haven't heard this one, huh? Or you haven't seen this one? I don't think so. It came to you. Really? Maybe it's the one I lost. No, the other one was the one I lost. Well, anyway, let's go. One, two, three. Hi, guys. Bit behind in my podcast. Just caught up to LHS number 33. A few points I want to raise. Number one, you mentioned web host troubles. Can you let me know where your requirements are? Blah, 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 blah. We're going to skip this part because we're all taken care of, Daryl. 
We thank you very much for your offer, but we are good. Anything happens in the future, we'll let you know. You also mentioned that you would love to be able to come visit Australia. Well, it so happens that we have a very big Linux conference every year called linux.conf.au, shortened to LCA. It is generally held in January each year and rotates among our capital cities and also New Zealand. The conference for 2011 is to be held in Brisbane, Queensland, also known as VK4Land. The speakers are from all over the world and will quite often assist with airfares and whatnot. It would be great to get some amateur radio-related talks. If you keep an eye on the site for LCA, they should announce when the call for papers opens. They also have links to previous host websites, so you can see if the type of talks they have. Keep up the great work, eagerly awaiting the next episode for both shows. Regards, Daryl, Victor Kilo 5, Hotel Zulu. So anyway, that sounds really good to me. I'm actually going to have some experience doing some talking, thanks to the guys, including Dave Yates, down at Southeast Linux Fest. So I am definitely going to submit a paper during the call for papers for linux.conf.au, and hopefully they will accept it and help me out in getting to Australia, because I would really like to see Queensland. And I know that it's not terribly far uh, north of Sydney, because I'd also like to see Sydney. So it sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks for the info very much, Daryl, and I hope that works out for me. And since we can't get Richard to Ohio, I'm not sure we're going to get him to Australia, but we'll try. Well, the government's watching me. Oh, it's one of those things, huh? Should I be associating with you? No, it's okay. Am I going to be on, like, a no-fly list or something? No, I'm on the no-fly list. Oh, boy, I'm in trouble now. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to go there, though. I would wear my kilt. I love Guinnesses, and I I would like to, like, bring home an Aborigine woman. (laughs) You can (laughs) with didgeridoo. And, and, oh, <laughs> well, I might have to cut myself out on that one. Anyway, what do you have to say about it? <laughs> Are you going to comment? I think I said all my my piece about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you was talking. Oh. No, no, I stopped. It's your turn. Okay. Well, Australia, lovely, lovely land, Australia. Unfortunately, that's one of the places I've always wanted to go, which means I'll probably never get to be there. Uh, we will see what happens where that is concerned. Uh, Russ is correct also. At the moment, we have all the hosting situation squared away. And as far as both shows, mm, go check the feed, brother, because it's back up and going. And with that, I think we've covered all the feedback. I think we've covered all the feedback. I think we've got a show that's going to be long enough to release publicly once I get all of the stuff we can't air edited out. And so I guess all that's left to do is have Richard start the rap. I can't even do the beatboxing, man. I'm just like bad, 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 bad. By the way, there is some audio feedback, but we're going to push it back to the next episode because I think we've got plenty of content for this time. So if you were one of the folks who sent us audio feedback, look for it in episode 39. One of the guys in the chat room says Canada rocks. Now, I imagine that Canada does rock. In fact, most of my favorite TV shows are filmed up there. Uh, however, you don't have people killing themselves to try and get across the border into the place. We have that going on down here. But then again, we got people that live here close that'll pay money to go where they're all escaping from. Figure that one out. Yeah, we're not about politics, so. There you have it. 
And with that, uh, let me say that my name is K- Richard, KB5JBV, and if you want to contact me, you can contact me at KB5JBV at gmail.com. KB5JBV at gmail.com. KB5JBV at gmail.com. And if you want to follow me, just follow me. I'm on everything. I went nuts one day, signed up for everything on the planet. Go type in KB5JBV and you're liable to find me. If you want to find Russ, it's a little bit different. You're going to have to ask him. Let's hear it. Everybody in the audience say, what about you, Russ? They're very quiet. Okay, if you want to contact me, it's k5tux at lhspodcast.info. You can email Richard and I both at the same time at info at lhspodcast.info. Check out our merchandise and help out the show. You can send us a donation directly if you want at the website, lhspodcast.info. You can leave comments over there as well. You can also leave us an audio comment at 888-455-0305 or 417-429-4069. And we seem to have uh, opened the floodgates. Once the first couple came in, we started to get tons of them. So keep them rolling. We love the audio comments. And we got a great little intro from the guys over at LowSWR at LowSWR.com. That's an amateur radio podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. And that aired at the beginning of this show. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate that, Rich and Brady. Great job. And uh, let's see. I'm on all the social networks, Twitter, Facebook, Bing.fm, MySpace, Identica, blah, blah, blah. You can find me as J.R. Woodman. Keep the feedback coming. Check us out every other week uh, as we broadcast live on Ustream.tv. Thanks to everybody who showed up at Dayton and came by the booth. We had a great time. We had a fun meeting everybody. And it was really a blast. And I hope uh, look forward to doing it again next year. So that's uh, all there is for me up here in the pine forest of north central Arkansas. So down there in the bunker is Richard, and he's going to say... But, no, I'm not going to say that. Actually, we're going to start calling the studio here, Not the Guard Shack. So, Richard, this is Richard, KB, Not in the Guard Shack, or in Not the Guard Shack in Balt Springs, Texas, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye now.